This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, October 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state of lines. Resnick's donate to Ag Science. Ross Tours New Zealand. And USDA addresses Salmonella. Resnick's dedicate $50 million to Ag Research. Stewart and Linda Resnick, who own the wonderful company, have pledged $50 million to UC Davis to build a new center for research into sustainable farming. The money will support the construction of a 40,000-square-foot lab with classrooms and research into pistachio, almond, and pomegranate byproducts. The center will also focus on ag tech innovation, water and energy efficiency, nutrition security, and breeding crops for climate pressures. According to Stuart Resnick, the gift will, quote, help our greatest scientific minds rise to the great challenge of our time, the sustainability of our planet for future generations. Remember, while this was the largest gift ever to UC Davis, the Resnicks donated $750 million in May to construct a center for climate and water research at the California Institute of Technology. And on that note, UC Davis scientists have discovered that high-wire trellis systems better protect California wine grapes from rising heat waves. The added shade also reduces water use. Ross Tours New Zealand. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross spent last week in New Zealand's Vegetable Bowl to discuss science and policy for adapting agriculture to climate change. Ross toured food companies, repurposing imperfect potatoes, setting soil health goals, and developing automation to reduce labor issues and inputs. Visiting with these companies underscored our common climate challenge and provided a strong foundation for future collaborations, wrote Ross in a blog post for CDFA. Kroger-Alberson's deal likely will face federal scrutiny. Kroger's proposed purchase of Albertsons for $24.6 billion would create one of the largest food retailers in the country and, based on past experience, is likely to be scrutinized by the federal regulators. Together, the companies operate nearly 5,000 stores and employ more than 700,000 people. The merger agreement was announced Friday with the company saying the combination creates a premier seamless ecosystem across 48 states in the District of Columbia, providing customers with a best-in-class shopping experience across both stores and digital channels. Others didn't have the same reaction. The Open Markets Institute said the merger, quote, would be disastrous for consumers, workers, independent grocers, and grocery innovation. When these companies say they'll find efficiencies to lower prices, they really mean that they'll close stores, lay off workers, and squeeze suppliers to pad pockets for financiers. Meanwhile, consumers will continue to see the price hikes they do today, along with an illusion of choice on the shelves. Senator Bernie Sanders, the Vermont Independent, also blasted the deal. He called on the administration to reject it. And it's likely the Federal Trade Commission will examine the deal. When Albertsons and Safeway merged in 2015, the FTC required them to sell 168 stores. When asked what plans were for the Albertson-Kroger deal, the FTC said it could not comment.
USDA takes tentative step to address salmonella. USDA has taken a new step in its long-running struggle to address salmonella and poultry. On Friday, the Food Safety Inspection Service released a proposed strategy that agency officials are describing as a discussion draft. The strategy includes a series of steps, starting with required testing of flocks and the possible declaration of salmonella as an adulterant in all raw products. What's next? Well, the agency wants to release a formal proposal in 2023 with the goal of finalizing the new regulations in 2024. The National Chicken Council says the move is unwarranted, arguing that FSIS doesn't have the data to back up what it's proposing. The National Turkey Federation said the strategy should be the topic of robust debate and discussion among shareholders. But consumer advocates characterize the strategy's release as a welcome shift in agency thinking by replacing current unenforceable salmonella standards with mandatory product-based standards, USDA can finally begin to reduce the share of salmonella osis cases caused by poultry, which currently stand at over 23%, said Thomas Gramillion, Director of Food Policy for the Consumer Federation of America. Beyond Meat sheds employees, including COO. Beyond Meat is laying off nearly 20% of its workforce, shedding about 200 employees as it pursues, quote, a more sustainable growth model, the company said Friday. It also parted ways with Chief Operating Officer Doug Ramsey, accused of biting a man's nose after a University of Arkansas football game September 17th. He had been suspended since September 20. The layoffs should save the plant-based food company $39 million over the next year. Beyond Meat lowered its revenue projections in August when it reported a second-quarter loss of $6.2 million. Here's today's They Said It. It's good to know that the federal government took this rare chance to pluck it. That's the Los Angeles Times editorial board. The paper opined that renegotiating a settlement contract with farmers over San Joaquin River diversions is low-hanging fruit. They argued the Fed should overhaul the water rights system to better meet the needs of the environment and cities. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, October 17th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.